You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your Monday edition of Locked On Indians brought to you by Bilt Bar. That's what I'm going to have for breakfast on Monday. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON to save 20%. I am Jeff Ellis. I am your host of Locked On Indians, formerly of Scout, formerly of 24-7, now all of Locked On. Today's show, first segment, we'll talk about Jose Ramirez, Fran Mel Reyes. We'll get a little conspiracy with it, give some deeper thoughts, uh, discuss why it's not as bad as the Covenger situation from a year ago. Second segment, we'll talk about some news around baseball some signings, what it could mean for the Indians, uh, potentially, likely not. We'll also talk about what's left out there in free agency, and then we will end with the last bit of my conversation with Chris from Locked on Tigers. It, it took a few days for us to get through, but we got all that this week. The crossover is with the guys over at Locked on White Sox, so you have that to look forward to here on the podcast today. So... Franmo Reyes and Jose Ramirez are indefinitely suspended until they can basically uh, show that they don't have COVID. You know, that's what they agreed to with uh, when they signed the CBA for this, that that could happen. The disappointment here is Franmo Reyes did this, had this exact same issue in the July reboot of camp last year. If you remember, he got into like a, a birthday party or something like that, and Essentially, that is why he missed a good chunk of the July camp. So he already knows what he can and cannot do. Now, if you missed it, by reports, Fran Mill Reyes got a haircut, and Fran Mill and Jose Ramirez ate indoors at a restaurant. Not the biggest things, and they came forward right away and let the team know, which is, again, why this situation is much different from Mike Clevenger, whereas he hid the facts and then hung out with his teammates, at least Fran Mill and Jose were up front. I'm not saying what they did was perfect. I'm not going to hold water for them. When other people are counting on you, you don't do these things. You just don't. Like, I have not been out to a restaurant in a very, very long time where I've eaten inside. Because if I go down, that's going to take out multiple classrooms since I'm a special education teacher. It's just responsibility. So... It's just not a good look for those two, and for it to be the second time Fran Mo Reyes has had this occur, it's just a doubly bad look. It is going to make people question how responsible they are. It's going to bring maturity statements. Now, I am not saying it's either of those things, um, but it. I mean, when these things happen, you're opening the door to those discussions. Now, if you want to go deep dive conspiracy, what happens if they retire to camp? What happens if these are two players who don't see the value in camp? Uh, You know, we see sometimes in other sports that uh, the preseason and these long camps don't really bring a whole lot to the game. I, I myself, am not sure how much they really bring in a typical year for these players. What happens if Franville and Jose wanted to be suspended? I mean, this essentially means they get to take a break from camp for a bit. I don't know if that's what's best for either player. I don't know if it's, you know, I'm not saying, again, that this was intentional. But they went out to eat in a restaurant and then self-reported. I mean, that uh, unless, you know, they told someone else they went out. and I mean, more than likely, they went out to eat, 
they told someone they went out to eat and they're like you have to report yourself now that's something you can't do more than likely they just didn't realize it they didn't know what they were doing but i mean i think one of those things we can sit back and wonder about is the degree of well did they know and i mean for the indians i think if you're in the front office right now you're thankful for this story right it's takes a target off their back for a few days and instead uh the target is going to be Fran Mill and uh Jose are going to get uh negative publicity because again this it's an irresponsible move and it puts others at risk and while it is not you know then lying about it it's still a bad look we don't hear about this happening as much with other teams this is like I said this is Fran Mill's second time being suspended because of putting others uh, at risk with COVID. It's very clear he doesn't view it as the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> he just keeps going about his life. And for the Indians, you know, because Fran Mill's first time where they had this issue, what happened with Clevenger and Police Act being one of the more, you know, well-known occurrences of this. And now this here again in camp being one of the first stories we've heard about uh, people breaking the protocol. It, it's not a great look for the organization. Now, you can't blame the organization itself. I did see people blaming Tito for, like, lack of control. You can't control people going out to eat. Uh, you'd wish they'd make better choices in the moment, but you can't sit back and blame management because players weren't thinking. And I think at the end of the day, more than anything else, that is what this was. It's just two players who just weren't thinking. They were hungry, wanted to talk, went out for a meal, didn't think about it. I said, Fran Mill, I think, is just living life as he normally lives life to a degree. Went out and got a haircut, didn't think about it. And that's just a case of people not knowing what's in, what they agreed to in the collective bargaining with uh, the current situation in the world. And it's, like I said, it's it's a bad look for those two players, for the organization. I think they'd rather be dealing with players breaking protocol and having suspension early on in spring training than they would what they were dealing with previously. I think this is a welcome change of narrative. And again, for the players, part of me does wonder, two guys very secure in their spots. Spring is long. It's boring. Uh, the conspiracy side of me immediately thought, you know, Franville knows how to get suspended. He had been suspended for this before. Maybe on some degree, you know, maybe just subconsciously. He didn't want to be out there. Uh, again, all conjecture. This is, I have... Never met uh, either of these players. Jose had already moved to the minor leagues by the time I spent my time down there in double-A for those few years. Brad Moe was never in the minors with the Indians. He was with the Padres. So I have no knowledge of either player outside of a few Jose stories I got from his time in double-A. But, uh, yeah, they're suspended. The net effect this will have on the season is non-existent. It's disappointing, but it, it doesn't change anything for the Cleveland Indians. It's It's not that big of a story in terms of what is going to affect their season this year. Now to talk about one of our sponsors, betonline.ag. I read some of the lines for you last week, uh, specifically talking about Indians players and projections for them for award season. I was thinking about some of those lines this year, and it is a little bit crazy to me to see someone like Tristan McKenzie in line in the Cy Young with someone like Otani for the Angels, who I'm still not convinced. I know the hot news is he's going to do both this year, but we'll see if he can hold up to doing both, which is not something he's been able to do in his time in the big leagues. And if you are someone who knows about gambling, certainly most of you probably know more than I do, 
you owe it to yourself to go to betonline.ag and check out polls and things like that. Uh, see where you can use that 50% bonus through Locked On when you make your first deposit using that promo code Locked On, and uh, see if there are chances for you to uh, make some money for yourself. BetOnline.ag, it's not just sports. They do reality TV, award shows, all that stuff. So go to BetOnline.ag today. Check it out for yourself. Remember to use that promo code Locked On. And also go check out Locked On Today with host Peter Bukowski. All the news you can need in 20 minutes. All the breaking news of the day for all the big stories in sports. Locked On Today. So let's talk news. Uh, the, you know, Back last week I did the all-free agency team and I talked about how there was a clear top two and everybody else. Well, the top two were gone. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. to the Brewers on what is basically a, a fancy one-year deal, which is interesting because he's going to maybe probably play left field for them. He is not going to be uh, a center fielder, which is kind of like his biggest point of value is that he's a strong defender in center field. But the Brewers have said Lorenzo Cain is their center fielder. So they'll go for, uh, you know, it should be a good defensive outfield with Yelich, Kane, and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Problem is Jackie Bradley Jr. is by and large a below average league bat. So they're setting themselves up to just not be as successful. They're not a team that made a whole lot of sense to add him, in my opinion. But they've been around the periphery of free agency waiting to sign someone who was available. They've been talked about with so many other names, and they finally kind of swooped in and signed someone. And he was the top bat left, but it's an odd fit to me. And then Jake Odorizzi signing with the Astros on a two-year deal. I don't, I still hadn't seen the specifics as of recording. That's uh, a player option at for the third year on it. I'll be curious to see what the overall money is now. the The Astros pitching is a mess. Um, let's just be upfront about that. He makes a lot of sense to Houston. We know that, um, Verlander's beat up. Lance McCullers can't seem to stay healthy. Today was announced that Forrest Whitley is probably going to need Tommy John surgery, who was one of their big prospects. Uh, Framber, their one pitcher, broke a finger, I want to say, so far. They, for a team that was already beat up, they've had, like, two big pieces with Whitley and Framber Valdez, uh, get hurt you got Granky, who is 37 years of age Lance McCullers who again has struggled to stay healthy Odorizzi Jose Urdequie who has you know not been consistent yet Christian Javier who I like quite a bit uh is currently going to roster recesses roster resources is their fifth starter Framber Verlander Whitley all on the disabled list also have Josh James and Austin Pruitt there, who were guys who could have been potential back-end starters for them. James is more of a reliever, but still, I mean, they are beat up. That pitching staff needed this addition. They went out and added him. Uh, I Go check out the Astros if you're bored. It's Talk about how the mighty have fallen. You look at that pitching staff, a lot of question marks. Then you look at that the offensive, how this team set up, uh, you know, Kyle Tucker still hasn't quite put it all together yet for me. I'll be curious to see what he does, finally getting everyday chance. I've been a big Miles Straw proponent for years. It sounds like he is going to be their center fielder of the now. I'm going to take a quick break, pause this. Yes, you are hearing my cats be annoyingly loud in the background. 
Hopefully that'll be a little bit. But no, see, see, I'm hoping to get a bit better. I swear they were sleeping until I sat down to start recording. It's like they just want to uh, intentionally disturb this podcast. So who are your big names left? Who are the free agent names of notes? You could go just for the fame. You could talk about Cole Hamels. You could talk about. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is in that group. My first thought was it might be Sean Green, the reliever, who has been pretty effective over the past few years uh, as in terms of just who's left out there that can move the needle for some teams in free agency. Uh, Rick Porcello, kind of an interesting guy to look at. I don't know what the overall value on him is. Um, and then just from our slotting the best players available, Jed Garrico was a useful platoon player a year ago, could play a few spots, and uh, Mikhail Franco was not bad for the Royals. I'll be curious to see where he ends up. Uh, and then it comes down to, uh, you know, what do you think of someone like Mike Leake, who sat out last year? Roberto Osuna, I mean, I would not want to touch him with a 10-foot pole, but that is me and my views on that situation. Puig still homeless, and Edwin Encarnacion also comes up as someone who is without a spot. There was uh, some interesting drama on Sunday with the Nationals releasing Jeremy Jeffress uh, and them saying personal reasons, which is an odd statement. Now, he was a minor league contract signing. He had had a, a strong statistical year with the Mets. When you go to his baseball savant data, hasn't been great. Like... I was kind of going through some of his data in recent years. Uh, last year, he, they didn't. His barrel percentage was was good, and his slugging uh, expected slugging was good. But he walks a lot of guys. He doesn't have much spin. He doesn't have velocity. And then you're like, well, it's a short year. He's a closer. It's a very small sample. 2020, exit velocity, barrel percentage, fastball velocity is a bit higher, but still not much spin on any of his pitches. Walk percentage was a little bit better in 2019. In 2018, he was phenomenal. Like Everything is in the deep red in 2018. Uh, so what you have is 2018 was that year he had an ERA in the ones. Then he had an ERA over five last year. And then last year in 2019. And then in last year, it was again in the ones. He's an interesting player to consider. Now, when I go over and I look at just the, the numbers, his FIP... 278, 396, 409. So it's not bad. Like, expect it. It's not great. Let's be honest. Now, he didn't miss bats, and his walk rate was up. Again, small sample size alert, but those are concerns. He was so effective because he just wasn't hit last year at all at a rate that is unsustainable over an extended season. He is a player who's had issues in his career. Uh, has had enough suspensions for marijuana that the next one gives him a lifetime ban. Now, no one knows why he was let go outside of this ambiguous personal reasons. He came out and said that his former agent had ruined his life. And then his former agent's like, I haven't talked to him in two years. Uh, it's I'm just, it, 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 it's weird. Like, there's no other way around it. It was a weird, random thing to pop up. But why do I bring this up? Why do I talk about a Brewers, Cubs, and the Nationals pitcher with the Indians? If everything checks out, like he is totally a guy that's worth bringing to camp. He has been successful as a closer. Uh, he is a guy who's been back there, done that role. And again, remember the whole role for a closer for the Indians is not so much uh, you. It, it's a spot you want someone who can just hold it down because whoever is a closer gets expensive. 
You don't want to put your best reliever back there. And they have a history of not putting their best reliever in the closing spot for that exact reason. So getting someone who could be very cheap, cost control for a year in that spot, uh, always carries a little more value. I'm not going to really talk about uh, Karen Chalk's struggles. Those go part and parcel with him. And if you listen to the podcast, I talked about after the World Series that, you know, he's a player who is in his head a lot. And I have had big concerns about what that means after a Grand Slam like that to a player who then has nothing but months to think about it. So we'll see how things shake out with him. I know this so far spring training has been rough. Um, we'll see how it goes. But when you look at Classe, who you know was suspended and hasn't pitched, and Karen Chalk with his own issues, uh, how comfortable is everyone feeling with the bullpen right now? It's, it is not my favorite thing, let's be honest. It wasn't my favorite thing a year ago, and I proved wrong, though. So we will have to wait and see. And then one more piece of, of minor news to kind of throw out there, very much worth talking about, is I was a big fan of Carson Fulmer. He went to the White Sox, who's, who's a team that's pretty good at pitcher development. They've definitely had their ups and downs. Uh, and then eventually when he was struggled with them enough to be let go, he went to the Pirates, who are awful at pitcher development. And he was recently let go because they wanted... They made a trade for Dwayne Underwood Jr., who was a former Cubs second-round pick, who was an interesting pitcher, but never really put it together consistently at any level in the minors. The Indians, they don't have the 40-man spot, let's be honest. And maybe someone else will go out and and take the risk. But, man, if you're Carson Fulmer, I would accept a non-roster invitee to the Cleveland Indians camp. Because I am... Cleveland's where you want to go. Like, you were a guy with a bright enough future to be a top-10 overall pick in your draft, eighth overall, in a very deep draft back in 2015. You know, he had a a fastball-slider combo, I want to say, at that time. It was just filthy. The mechanics weren't great, but again, the Indians don't care about weird mechanics. Uh, They're very good with developing pitchers, and if you're a former who's 27 years of age, that might be your best opportunity, right? Like, go to a place who has worked well with players like you, who have found success with players like you, like that seems the ideal to me. That seems where you would want to go. That's your best chance of getting things uh, right. So, you know, I, I'm not saying it'll happen. I, I still think someone else will likely claim him. But, yeah, I, you know, on the other side of things, Dwayne Underwood has had three seasons in the bigs, 30 games. He misses bats. Uh, gives up a lot of home runs. Walk rate isn't bad, but he's just so prone to the long ball that's made him largely ineffective. But I, I can get why, you know, he's 26 years of age. <laughs> he's a year younger. Uh, so they're they're getting a little bit younger at the position. But for the Indians, I think there is a degree of, of sense in trying to... There's a long time when they were going after prospects from certain teams and organizations that they knew they could fix. Trying to fix this failed, uh, you know, one of the top prospects in baseball. I would just, I'd like to see if they can do it. I think it would be a a no cost gamble with the potential with the potential to pay off huge down the road. Even if he just turns into a reliever, most people thought that was his floor that he could be a all star reliever. The Indians could still figure something like that out with him. That's, I mean, fantastic value.
Speaking of fantastic values, Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get uh, your savings on just great products. I use my Built Bar Boost every day. I am sitting here anxiously waiting for my latest Built Bar order to arrive. I've had to sink down to going to the store and just buying some uh, passable breakfast bars because I, I just love Built Bar so much. And uh, I did a whole order with broth and Boost and bars. And I love it. It is a product I love. It is easy to back. I use that promo code locked on, the new one, I should say, locked on 20 because it's the best pricing deal you're going to find. I like to go to places and find deals. Nothing is better than this, I have found. Go to Built Bar today. Check out their products. They are always doing new, interesting seasonal flavors. And I believe very soon on Twitter, we are going to have a March Madness of Built Bar flavors. So check that out. See what flavor wins. So when you place your Built Bar order, you can just do a mix box of three with the top three orders. Remember, it's BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON20. So go check out the Locked On MLB podcast. Sully's a great dude. He's had me on. I keep meaning to try and hop back on that podcast for one of their uh, trivia competitions. But he does a lot. He does trivia. He talks about all sorts of assets of the game. Great dude. Great podcast. Check it out today. And here is the last five minutes of my conversation with Chris. If you were listening on Thursday and Friday... You can just kind of swoop this back in as a tail end discussion. Uh, if you did not catch those ones, go back and listen so you can hear starting with Thursday. But we have three days worth of conversations uh, because we talked for almost an hour. And again, this week, the crossover episode will be of Locked on White Sox, so look out for that. I hope you enjoy. Uh, and, you know, rather than come back in and put it at the end, uh, well, I will. I'm not going to be lazy. Uh, I, I I'm with you completely. And I, I understand, again, it's one of those things where I completely get both sides of it, especially as a fan and you, you, especially in baseball, even more so than any other sport, you really grow attached to these guys. And if you're not getting back a, a Wander Franco or, or in hopefully in this case for the Tigers, a Spencer Torkelson in return for a guy that is, has been a generational talent for you. I could, I completely understand it, but I also get the business side of it as well. I mean, there were so many people, myself included, who were so furious at the return the Tigers got for J.D. Martinez in 2017, and it they should was, have been. Yeah, I stand with Tigers fans on that one. Right, right, exactly. They it, they should have been, but my my response is, well, and they should have gotten more, absolutely. But my response to that is the trade itself was bad, but the timing of the trade was worse because it's been proven time and again that uh, one-tool sluggers at the deadline for half a season – do not yield the kind of return that most fans and most organizations truly want. Now, yeah, they should have gotten more. Dowell Lugo was not a major league player, turned out not to be, and you trade away one of the best power hitters, arguably the best power hitter in baseball, especially when John Carlo is not healthy, for table scraps, for nothing. I get it, but yeah, it's especially And then for they didn't one- learn from it. They did the same thing with uh, Castellanos a few years later. To me, if yep. I was a, you know, a diehard Tigers fan, that's more infuriating because you, know, you saw it, everyone saw it. Why didn't they see it? <laughs> The, the one difference is, and it, this is where fan emotion plays a big part, is that Castellanos was so bad defensively. You looked at his war. If you were, you know, people paid attention to that kind of stuff. He was not that great. And while he came up through the system, everyone loved the story of J.D. Martinez. He released by Houston, came to Detroit in 2015, took a flyer out on him. 
became a fan favorite immediately. Everyone, you know, everyone loved him. He was getting paid nothing to, you know, put up a, a four warp a season and hit 35 home runs. He was a huge fan favorite, had that incredible moment in 2016 coming off the IL, homering off of Chris Sale. It was, it was, he was incredible here. And then you, you trade him for, for nothing. Uh, at the deadline, essentially, I guess maybe maybe fans were so used to the underwhelming return that when Castellanos got traded for nothing, it it wasn't viewed as as much of a of a sacrilege as it was when JD was gone. Well, real quick, and uh, I think I would uh, I'm going to try to make sure to ask all the lockdown hosts I talked to here about their uh, uh, respective teams. What would you predict is the final record for the Cleveland Indians in 2021? I I think the team has a chance at a, a wild card and I'm going to stand by that. Cause I think they're going to do all their service time manipulation. And the one thing I talked about the stars, I do think by the end of the year, you see Nolan Jones in a outfield platoon. I think you see uh, Jimenez at shortstop and depending on how Rosario is playing, he might be in center field uh, with his athleticism. And all of a sudden that line, I mean, they had his, like a historic, we hear the term historically bad used uh, incorrectly for the Indians case last year, it was true. I mean, they had uh, their runs created. Their WRC plus was a 54. It was Oof. literally historically bad. Yeah. Oscar Mercado had a negative 11. I had never seen that before. Uh, so, and, you know, I've said it before. Francisco Lindor was the Indians' third best player. They still have their two best players. They have some young guys who are going to come up and help. And when you look at the overall losses, they have the pieces to recover. So I, I'm, I'm betting like 88 wins, 89 wins. That's kind Probably of fair. maybe 90. Uh, I, again, they're gonna have a lot of guys. Tristan McKenzie will start the year. I mean, so not in AAA, I should say they're all going to be in the, the alternate site, but they're going to manipulate service time. And then this year they're going to start calling up some of the, the young guns that they really haven't had um, since that Bieber group came up. I mean, I guess Tristan McKenzie last year, but he was a pleasant surprise for everyone after not yeah. pitching at all the year before. But they're going to actually have some of the guys that they have some pretty high expectations on starting to, to hit the bigs this year. Right on, man. Jeff, I appreciate you joining us for Locked on Tigers today. This will be uploaded pretty soon. I know it's been a a tumultuous week out of Indians camp, and that's no way to blame except for the people responsible there. So I appreciate you joining us, dude, and uh, we'll keep in touch. I appreciate you coming on. And that is our show for the day. Thank you for listening. Remember to download daily, rate, and review. Have a friend download and listen. All of that is so important to our little show. Let's keep pressing, keep growing. Thank you all so much for being a part of a fantastically kind listening audience. I have been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. And at least for the next year, go Tribe. <laughs>